Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm one of a few people behind the Gegen Pod who keep it ticking over every week. Now, the Gegen Pod has had a wonderful season with hours and hours of Mark Schwarzer, Thomas Sorensen and Michael Bridges gas bagging week after week. We also had a few special guests who joined the lads over the past nine months, along with hosts David Weiner and Claudio Fabiano. So we threw together a few of the fun moments from the season, starting with what the lads were looking forward to way back in August as the season got underway. Let's get the fans in there. Let's awesome. get the atmosphere back. Uh, that, that's what I'm looking forward to, because it's, it's going to make the game so much better. We, we saw it at the Euros. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be great. Um, so that that's what I'm looking for. We know that football on the pitch is going to be fantastic. Um, there's there's going to be storylines uh, left, right, and centre. Uh, you know, brilliant players. Um, I'm looking forward to Sancho to see how he, you know, if he can provide that X factor, if he can elevate uh, United. Uh, but yeah, fans is is the number one for me. Just, we might be just off the back, just off the back of what Tommy's saying there with the fans. I am really looking forward to hearing the real crowd effects the real sound of the fans in the stadium because obviously we had covid we had the lockdown and some of the you know the the sounds that we were hearing through the optus sport commentary and not only on optus sport all the productions around the world that show the premier league some of the sound effects were absolutely honking and i'm looking forward to hearing it back in real time and hearing the the witty songs that come from each lot of fans so i'm um, very very much looking forward to it and and just to reiterate what tommy said there it's all about the fans and um, I'm, I'm buzzing for it the schwarzer v bridges battle was akin to city v liverpool week after week of one trying to get the upper hand on another it started with finding out what Diego Costa was like as a teammate when Mark was at Chelsea. He was brilliant. He was he was great fun to be around. He he, he um, was a real joker. Um, he 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 gave it as much as he received it. He um, worked hard. He was a pest. He was a proper pest on the pitch. He loved he loved the physical confrontation. He liked to wind up the uh, the opponent. He liked to try and get in the head. He loved the physical, uh, the physical battle with teams, uh, with, with his teammates. Sorry, with the opponents. Um, and I think at Chelsea, uh, it was about timing. He, I think he just incredibly enjoyed the moment when he was under under Jose, particularly the first season. And then, obviously, once once uh, the change was made and once Conte came in, I think his head had already been turned. The possibility of going back to Madrid was there. He won the title. Went right. You know what? This is a, an opportunity. It's too good to turn down. I want to go back to Madrid, and he did whatever he had to do to get out. Uh, there, there wasn't. That's what I say to you. You know, he, he's a player, a personality that once he's made his mind up about something, there's no turning it around, and and he would do whatever he has to do to make it happen. And in the end, that's what happened. Sporty would have had a lot of trading sessions with him because what you normally found the first team strikers to do is they'd always get the second choice and third choice goalkeepers to do extra training with them after training. So um, they probably had a really good bond, these two. 
Yeah, I mean, Bridgie, the, the interesting thing about that is um, I'll tell you what it's like to be at a big club like that. You know, it's um, <laughs> it's great. You compete, you're playing European competitions. I'll send you're you the 99 2000 season from Leeds. That's all good. Did you play much? <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Cristiano Ronaldo returned to the Premier League in September and didn't Manchester United fans have high hopes? Ah, memories. Here, our goalkeepers union of Sorensen and Schwarzer discussed facing up to the great man in years gone by. Mark first. Biggest yeah. dive ever at the Riverside. Got a penalty, got up and winked at his teammates. <laughs> and I did, and I was literally about a foot away from him. And the referee's angle, he thought I'd fouled him. And everyone in the stadium pretty much saw, saw that I didn't. And he won the penalty. The referee was adamant it was a penalty. I told him, you you know, you've, you've messed up massively. You're watching on a replay and you will see how much of a cock-up you've done. He scores a penalty and uh, we lose the game. And about two or three weeks later, we played uh, another game and that was the same referee. And he came up to me and apologised and said, you know, I got home, my wife gave me an ear bashing how bad a decision it was. Who did he wink at, by the way? Was it, was it sort of uh, patronising back remember. to you or...? No, it wasn't to me. No, 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 it wasn't to me. One of his teammates that he that he that he was kind of it was a verification that he that he'd uh, that he'd conned everyone. What was the biggest threat? Like as a as a keeper, were you more on guard, ready for the you know the, the rocket that would come from any place on the pitch? Was it to coach your, your your defenders to make sure they didn't fall for one of his elaborate stepovers? Which was back at the day that was you know that was the Ronaldo show was the stepovers. What was the bigger anxiety at the time? Was it the excitement of the challenge, Thomas, of facing? At the time, a kid who was clearly destined to do some ridiculous things. What was what was the big preparation facing Ronaldo back in the day? You know, I, I think it's just uh, you know you got you got to be extra alert. Uh, you know, there's there's the, the normal player where you, you can always sort of uh, you, you know what's going to happen. You 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 might be a step ahead all the time, uh, but with Ronaldo, you might be the one that's trailing, uh, and I think that's. You know that's a difficulty. You know it, it's the unknown. Uh, you know obviously his strengths, um, but but his thought process is just that much quicker than than everyone else. Uh, so he sees things quicker than than you might see things. Um, you know I, I must say personally, you know I, I struggled a little bit with his free kicks. <laughs> um, you know he uh, he. he he definitely uh, had the better of me there, you know, especially in the early days. Uh, ridiculous uh, the, the the time that that you had to to react uh, was difficult. Um, and uh, yeah, no, he he, he 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 hammered a couple past me, and uh, and uh, yeah, I've I probably didn't look look that good. Um, so but, is it the speed, uh, Thomas? It, is, it, is it the speed? Yeah, the power, so, the accuracy. What's the yeah? Difference? No, it's it's a, it's a lot of things. You know, it's obviously the, the speed, uh, and then the technique, the way he strikes it, the movement he gets on the ball, and um, and because you you don't face it. Like at that time, I, I, you know, you don't face it in training. There's no one who can. You know, it's not like you can get a player out and said, ah, oh, you know, just duplicate it. Uh, you know, I, I, I will get 10, 20, 30 shots, and and I've got this. It, it's something that you face only when he was on the pitch at that time. Uh, Drogba sort of developed a little bit of a similar striking technique from free kicks, but. I think those first couple of years when he burst onto the scene and, and obviously had worked tremendously hard on the free kicks, um, it was definitely not something I had faced before. Uh, and, and definitely for, for, for a couple of seasons, uh, I remember at least struggling a bit with, 
with the pace and picking it up quick enough. Um, uh, and yeah, he scored a couple of goals um, that um, that I probably would like to have back. <laughs> Looking back at it, after this sledge was delivered by Leeds fans to Trent Alexander Arnold. And he responded with a neat assist. We asked the lads what are the best slanging matches they ever experienced. It was first game after I'd signed for Leeds United. It was Derby at home. I was absolutely horrendous. Probably had a, a one star out of ten. Um, and you could hear the, the fans, you know, giving a stick like, Christ, five million pound. We've lost Hasselbank. You know, Tommy talked about multipliers earlier on. I was actually seen as a, a, a deductor um, when I signed for Leeds United when they lost Hasselbank. So I had to make a massive point to prove to the fans what you could do. And it wasn't actually the, the Leeds fans in the second game against Southampton. I'd scored two goals away from home we were leading 2-1 thankfully the fans had the Leeds fans that had travelled had thought oh maybe we have got something here and there was a there was a Southampton fan right behind the goal absolutely just hurling abuse at me you freckly skinny bastard you you shit it was just fright it was bleep 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 and I looked at them and I caught eyes with them behind the goal we had a corner kick Ian Hart went out to take it it would have been an outswinger from his left foot um and I remember catching eyes with a guy and I just pointed at him and said, this one's for you. And as I came, I just had a little glance and header and put it in the back of the net to get the hat trick. And the best part about it was you could see all the people that were around him turn and were like, mate, you've just cost us that. That's because of you abusing him. He just scored a goal against <laughs> us. And it was fantastic because you could see all the lads pile on top of me and I'm just still trying to catch eye contact to give the guy. I didn't even need to give him the bird or give him abuse because all the Southampton fans turned on him in the stand and that, that was the best way to repay them. It was very similar to Trent, the way he pointed at the fan and just give it to him. I thought it was fantastic. When I moved to Aston Villa and, and went back to St. James's Park, uh, Bridges Old Haunting Ground, uh, had a, a, booing, <laughs> a booing session for, for nine, 90 minutes uh, every time I touched the ball uh, and then managed to save a penalty and we won 2-1 uh, probably five minutes from time. Who uh, took the penalty? Oh, I think Alan Sheeran. Oh, there you go. I'll give you that one. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely gloated. And why were you getting abuse off the Newcastle fans when you returned from Aston Villa, Tommy? Because of? Uh, and obviously, no, but obviously former Sunderland player. Correct. The hate, the hate there. So Because uh, you've got a couple of good results yeah. at St. James's Park for Sunderland. That's why they would have hated you. I had one World Cup 2006 when I got dropped for the game against Croatia. Graham Pohl was warming up and, you know, there was the English referees and linesmen. So they were, they were warming up running around the outside of the pitch. And uh, and I was I was doing a bit of a, a warm-up with Ante Kovic. And um, I went, I... Hi, hi, Graham. Hi, guys. And Graham went, oh, been dropped, have we? You know, right? It's like I was devastated being dropped, right? And then he's like, just had a fuel and a fire. Oh, oh my God. God. I, I would have loved to have seen the smoke come out of your ears. Oh, mate. I was fuming. <laughs> be and the thing was, right? The thing was, that was the game where he showed, um, uh, I think, Simic. Yeah. Simic, is that right? Yeah, Joseph um, Simic, yeah. Yeah, Simic, uh, two yellow cards, or three yellow cards. Three yellow cards, showed him. yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, I felt like after, <laughs> I really was tempted after the game to go up to him and say to him, listen, 
I've got no doubt next game we'll be back in, in, in on on the pitch, but you will certainly be on the next plane home <laughs> after that performance. I didn't do it though. I, I, I didn't have it in me. I should have. But you regret you regret now. I, you, you... I regret. I regret. <laughs> and and to be fair, I also played in his last ever Premier League game, and I felt like saying something to him then, but I actually ended in the end. I just blanked him. He said hello to me. I blanked him. Good to see Mark doesn't hold a grudge. Now moving on with our best of the best signings of 2021. Not Messi. Messi's definitely not in that one. I can say that now wholeheartedly. He's definitely not in that one. Um, jersey sales, maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, his jersey sales is probably right up there as number one, let's be honest. I mean, listen, I think Ronaldo's right up there. I think his impact at West Ham has been been pretty phenomenal. Um, it's a really good question. Um I'm just trying to pick my brain right now. Um, you know, Romelu Lukaku hasn't hit the ground running like Did you say Ronaldo's kind of- impact at West Ham? No, you said. Sorry? You say Ronaldo's impact at West Ham? Did I? I hope I didn't. <laughs> Ronaldo's impact at Manchester <laughs> United. That, what am I talking that, about? Tommy? <laughs> no, I didn't actually, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't even... I, see, that's what I'm Maybe saying. I don't even know anymore. Um, <laughs> Ronaldo's impact at Manchester United has been... F- been pretty pretty phenomenal isn't it i mean jack Grealish, i don't think is as it has reached the heights that we'd kind of expected maybe certainly with a price tag but that's not his fault you know someone's paid 100 million for him um help me guys yeah no, you I'll, I'll, yes i have and and we have to look within the union because for me uh even though he cost 30 million pounds i think yeah. aaron ramsdale has been the difference maker for Arsenal I think he t- he's turned it around by you know bailing him out quite a few times and he's still bailing him out um, but it's given the, the side belief uh, and I, I love the banter like when when they played Leicester you, you know they, they were seven you're, you're never going to play for England and, and now when they beat Leeds at the weekend he was giving the, the, the Leeds fans stick and, and it's just something that I think it just rubs on off on, on everyone else and he just seems to be a good character as well which uh, so for me you know I might be a bit biased uh, as a goalkeeper but I think he's been a massive difference maker for Arsenal hmm that's a good shout it's hard it's hard shot. to look beyond that I have to agree with you because I, I don't know about you Thomas but I, I'm actually surprised at the impact that he's made I didn't I, I'm, think I'm, I'm as well I'm as well yeah I didn't think for a moment that he would have that same sort of impact. I actually was surprised. I didn't think he'd get a chance, certainly not this soon, ahead of Burnt Leno. Um, mm-hmm. I felt for Burnt Leno a little bit, actually, because I thought the team were poor. Um, yeah, he didn't play particularly at his best, but I think the team were really poor up until that point. And, and, and he's, he was, a, he was a, a, I think, a, a casualty of those poor performances. Um, yeah, all right, I'm going to go with that. I, I agree. I think his impact... For that Arsenal team has contributed more to to what oh, Ronaldo did for not West Ham for Man United, <laughs> um, but Ronaldo's impact has been pretty significant. Because where would Manchester United be right now if it weren't for Ronaldo and his goals so far this season? It's true. So it's, true. it's right up there. So I'm I'm, I'm going to say it's a tie between the two. I think that both of them have had massive, massive influences for both their sides. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bold predictions. A few months on, let's revisit a couple of these. Who will win the World Cup? Who will leave Manchester City? You know, you, you're not going to like it. I think you should turn down that enthusiasm a little bit and maybe oh, just speak the speakers. I know exactly where it's going. <laughs> uh, my prediction is, is around the World Cup. Italy won't be there. And uh, I think England's going to win it. Oh, wow. That is a bold, yeah. that is a bold prediction, isn't it? <laughs> yes, wow. because I think... <laughs> I think with the Premier League, it's always a bit of a disadvantage with that, you know, for the English players. And I think with the World Cup being in November, I think they'll be a lot fresher. And um, I think it's going to suit them better, um, you know, to uh, to play at that time. So for me, I think they were close. Uh, they didn't totally convince me, but I think they'll be that little bit better and go all the way and uh, they can finally say it's coming home. I just think England get... I think England get found out tactically at times. I think they get yeah. outplayed tactically in the big games, in the big deciders. Um, that's the only fear I have. But I agree with you. The timing, I think, is important. I think that, that, that actually is going to have a big part to play. I agree. I, I think the fact that every other time World Cups are off-season, the way that the Premier League is and the amount of games they have, that certainly takes a massive toll out on the players. So, I, but, but in saying that, there's a hell of a lot of players that are playing for different countries playing in the Premier League as well. So it, it's going to be an advantage for, for other countries as well. Um, yeah, I, 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 think, I think that's... I um, don't know about them winning it. I don't, I don't know. don't know. I think there's a number of countries that can win it. I, don't know. I agree, though. Yeah, I, I think Italy won't make it. It's a bold prediction. It's a bold prediction. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. You know, but, but I, uh, I think Italy won't make it. I'm going to say that as well. I, I actually yeah. don't think they're going to make it, which is kind of one of those bizarre ones. Like they've had five steps forward, but they're going to make probably 10 steps back with not making the World Cup. Um, okay, my bold, my bold prediction is this. Pep Guardiola will leave City in the summer. Whoa. Oh, wow. Does he go somewhere else or does he take some time off? I think he'll take time off. I don't think he'll go anywhere. Okay. I think he'll take time off. Um, and, and... Um, this is really bold. <laughs> I can. I, I think also Thomas Tuchel won't be there come the end of the season. Ooh. I know. I, that, I, I don't know where that came from. I didn't even think about that until now. It just came <laughs> on me. I'm just feeling it. I'm feeling it. I hope. It, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm not the winner. You mean as in before the end of the season or at the end of the season they'll part ways? I think come the end of the season. He won't be there. So whether or not it's, I mean, what you want me to give you an exact date or time or what? <laughs> no, but there's, there's a big there's a big difference between he'll leave at the end of the season or he I think won't it's going to be, be there on the last day of the season. Uh, or we well, can no, say no, no. before the start of next season. Yeah, before the start of next yeah. season, he won't be there. As with okay. Pep Guardiola, won't right. be there either. Yeah, I, I think I think Pep Guardiola will. It'll. He'll either make it official beforehand, or you will find out very quickly. As in terms of if City win the league. I think it'll be like announced then. If if they've already won it beforehand, he'll announce it then. I reckon. Wow, yeah, it's, yeah. it's getting around that time for Pep. It's getting around yeah. that time. No and Brendan Rodgers will be the manager. Glory. And Brendan Rodgers will be the manager of City. 
There's another really? bit to it. Oh. Yeah, I'm giving you another oh. bit. I'm, I'm going there, mate. I'm, I'm going I, the full I, I, Monty. I want to know the odds of that. My God. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> Rogers to City. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm pretty confident yeah. about that, actually. That part of it I'm confident about, the Tuchel one I'm not. The other okay. one I'm very, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident. I'm about, um, I'm up there. Okay. Let's keep piecing the dots. Lampard to Leicester? Oh, well, no, I'm not even going that far. I don't know. That's not part of my, that's not my part of my prediction, right? <laughs> okay, so. Come on, Claude. Tommy, you, you, you're, both, you're both breaking my heart. So Tommy's saying that uh, Italy won't be at the World Cup and Schwartz is yeah. saying that Tommy Tuchel won't be at Chelsea. So 2021 was a very good year for my club and country and 2022 sounds like it's going to be a shocking year for my club and country. Yeah. Great. Thanks, guys. I hope you both. I told you, though, <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. I've said it. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so not about the only one. <laughs> no, 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 that part I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any chance that both Italy and Portugal don't make it? Uh, I don't no. think so. It's going to no, be one I, or the I, other. No. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. I, I think it'll be a, a Portugal-Italy playoff, I think. Bad days at the football office. Some of the lads' worst games and those of some they played with. Off the back of one very forgettable day for one player. Michaela Moore, Liverpool player and New Zealand women's international player against USA over the weekend had one of the worst football experiences. And I think we remember the Woodgate debut at Real Madrid. That one's up there as well. I think it was, you know, penalty, own goal, red card. Red, red that, card and then injured. That's, yeah, that's definitely up there. This one was was quite the first 40 minutes as well. Fifth minute, own goal, tough start, right? That's okay. Regather yourself, get the ball, play some easy passes. Sixth minute, own goal. That's, that's, that's tough to get over. Had a half-decent next half an hour, and then 36th minute was the hat-trick of own goals. Perfect hat-trick as well, left foot, right foot, header. And then subbed off four minutes later in the 40th minute. Yeah. Terrible. But, you know, still a great player. Look, you're playing football for Liverpool. You're playing for your country. That's more than I've done. That's more than most have ever done. But we can have a bit of a laugh about it, boys. What is your worst days at the office? Bridgie? Have I come anywhere close to that? No, I haven't. Um, but I, I have got a terrible record at Newcastle United. Bobby Robson signed me as a striker. And sadly, after so many appearances, I can't remember how many, I've got no goals. But I have got an asterisk next to my name because I did get an own goal for Newcastle United. And it was absolutely mortifying. I was in the Gallic at the end, on the near post, four corners. The corner went back stick. It was headed down, came off my knee. I tried to clear it with my knee, hit the crossbar in behind the goal. And I had 55,000 juries telling me how crap I was. <laughs> Good finish. It was a top, how top does, finish. It's, you know, you, you look at what Michaela's going to have to go through now, and after a game like that, you score an own goal, you haven't been scoring, and, you know, we can laugh about it now, years later, but at the time, how do you get yourself out of that type of mental state if you've had a terrible game, you know, or, or is it important the teammates that you have around you when you walk into that change room, you want them to just lift you up and be like, don't worry about it, it happens to everyone. But you could but, get the opposite reaction, right? Do you know what? Do you know what it was? It was I, I had a couple of shockers during the game. One was against Aston Villa as well, where you, everything you try doesn't come off, and you, you know, I got subbed off. I saw my number go up when I, I missed from three yards out in the 67th minute. That's how much I still remember it. And yeah, it's horrible to get over, but the games come thick and fast. You've got to brush it off. And the best thing about the Newcastle one, I was obviously feeling the young goal. I was feeling down and all the rest. But the lads didn't give us any stick after the game that night. But the, in training the following the following few days, that's the football banter. As long as you're thick skin, you can get on with it. Yeah, they, it, they broke the ice, and they were kind yeah. of saying, "Have you seen your goal scoring record for the town? It's it's no goals for, and you've got one. You've got one against us." 
and it, you know it was there was a lot of lighthearted fun and I, I can handle that side of it and it, that that kind of got me through that um in the other side of it, if you are having a bad game, there's nothing better than a game coming quick and fast. The sad thing about international football, they don't come quick and fast. So she's yeah. got to get that next international game out of her. The coaches have got to put her back out there and they've got to say, go and redeem yourself. Yeah. Well, Schwartzy, any 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 tough days at the office that come to mind from your career? I know you had plenty of big days. We know it. We see it on the highlights reel, left, right and centre. Optus Sport, make sure they remind everyone of the big saves of Mark Schwartzer. But any any bad days that stick out you still remember now? Um, I'm just 1999 played Arsenal at home and that was the time it was like you know the, the Arsenal Invincibles and all sorts of stuff they're like unbelievable anyway we played them at the Riverside uh, 1999 and um, let's just say it wasn't a really good day what was the um, score? we lost 6-1 Kanu scored a f- scored the, the flick you know the back hill uh, the ball yeah. came across gets shown on gets gets shown every year on the on the, on the Premier League highlights highlights reel um, were you to blame or we, was it the defence or were they just so good or were you at fault for any they, they no, I, I'm just I've got actually the video up now I don't think I, listen I'm sure Middlesbrough fans would be blaming me for most of them yeah that's what but, I was reading um, on Twitter so that's why I asked yeah, yeah it wouldn't surprise me mate um I don't think so. No, no not from remember. There wasn't anything necessarily that you look at. I, I, well, I think back at it and go, yeah, yeah, I had a shocker there. Um, I'm just watching the flick. No, it's another, uh, no, it's another goal he scored. Kind of bloody hell. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it was it was six nil, um, and obviously you can imagine the Riverside. It was packed to start with, and then we were down six nil, and then pretty much the whole of the Riverside emptied out. I think there was there were obviously only Arsenal fans and couple of couple of thousand Middlesbrough fans still left. And I was a joke, to be fair. I was just watching the goals. They played through us, around us, Vieira, Nelka, Kanu. It was a joke. Over Mars, one-touch football. We, we were just, like, destroyed. <laughs> and we were down 6-0, and then we, we, we scored, and all the Arsenal fans cheered. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thankfully, because there was hardly anyone left in the stadium. Otherwise, it just would have gone pretty much silent. Yeah. But they, they, they actually cheered. So, yeah, it was a bit of a shocker. And I suppose the, the, my last ever game for the Socceroos was, was a shocker. We lost 6-0 to Brazil. I mean, it was Brazil, and they only lost a couple of games. Um, they were unbelievable. Preparation was, was rubbish. Everything about it, but no excuses. We got absolutely humped by them. Yeah, so, yeah, that as well. Those two. Are you okay, mate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just need a moment, mate. Just yeah. give me I don't know moment. why you had to watch the highlights. Put yourself through I'm still, that. I'm still watching it, mate. There's so many bloody goals. Like, I'm, honestly, I've just seen the Kanu flick and I'm just going. Claude, oh, we'll, we'll carry on. We'll come back to him once yeah. he's finished. Once honestly. And we'll try and cheer him up. I don't know why you do that to yourself. But but even Anelka scored against me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like 12 in this. I think he's about 12 years old in this game. <laughs> So that's just a handful of great moments from the 2021-22 season. Keep an eye on our podcast feed in coming weeks for more best-of stuff and just maybe a couple of pop-up episodes too. The football continues on Optus Sport right through the middle of the year with Live Nations League, J-League and of course UEFA Women's Euro 2022. All live and exclusive on the Optus Sport app. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 